The date is May 1st, 1981, and we're watching Kill and Kill Again. Welcome to I Used to Like This One. And welcome to I Used to Like This One, the show where we take a look back at movies we remember fondly from our childhood and attempt to look past the nostalgia to see if they still hold up. My name is Sean Wells, and with me back this week is the hot dog to my gypsy Billy. <laughs> Hello, I'm Colin Stewart. So this week, we are excited to do this movie that people have probably never heard of. So I'm excited to see like the cult following that we end up getting for downloads for this movie because we met a man on on our buddy Josh's podcast, the 13th Hour Podcast, and he brought up this movie. So we said, come on our show. Let's talk about it. I've never even heard of this movie so please welcome to the show, first-time guest. I'm excited to have him here, Mr. Raphael Xavier. Thank you, man. <laughs> Good welcome. to be here, man. Good to be here. Welcome to which, the show. Which code name are you giving him? Oh, uh, I, <laughs> uh, I, he, I guess he's the fly. <laughs> it's just I mean, not. It's not. It's not safe to say gorilla. Yeah, I say, so. The way everything is now, man, I always know we do that. You guys go yes. get banned. Canceled. But I we, don't mind. I'm not even that dude. I, I'm, I don't mind at all, man. Yeah, we, we have a man here who is an award-winning b-boy and choreographer. And, I mean, he goes way back on that kind of stuff. So, I mean, he is fly. So, see. That is true. See, See, that is I, true. I bring that in, right? Like, I bring that together. Like, wrap that up nicely in a bow. Uh, I mean, so... I, I, I personally wanted to be Gorilla because I was an actual wrestler. <laughs> oh, well, nice, nice, true. nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, this week, we are looking back at May 1981 when the movies in theaters were Going Ape, Night Riders, Caveman, Excalibur, and of course, our movie for today, Kill and Kill Again, which earned, this is a first, I don't know how much this movie earned. I, I could not find details on the earnings of this movie, but it had about a $650,000 budget. 650000 eh? Yeah. <laughs> wow. But no idea whether it made it back. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure you. I'm sure it made it back at least in like DVD sales, yeah. like, like through time. Yeah, yeah. But as always, I mean, I don't think we're gonna be spoiling this movie for anybody. But just in case, there will be spoilers ahead. So if you don't want this movie spoiled for you, please go watch it and then come back and hear what we have to say. So I found two taglines for the poster of this movie. Uh, the first one is the challenge continues. Dot 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 ends in mm. an ellipses. Yeah, yeah, sure, that's, sure, yeah. <laughs> well, the second one, I I do like the second one. He's not one of the best. He is the best. He is the best, right? <laughs> <laughs> my favorite one. <laughs> nice. There it is. There it is. But it may not be a very good description of the movie. So let's go to Colin for a sixty second synopsis. <laughs> <laughs> 
Good luck, buddy. Man, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Steve Chase is kicking ass at an award ceremony defending a woman named Candy Cane. <laughs> But it turns out she was she set the whole thing up in order to see if Steve was up to the task of rescuing her father, Dr. Horatio Kane, who is being held captive by some warlord named Marduk, who seeks to use Horatio's mind-controlling potato drug for his own designs. Steve agrees, but he's going to need a team. He sets out to recruit four of his old friends, a mystic known as the Fly, a reclusive former martial arts champ named Gypsy Billy, a large former wrestler named Gorilla, and a goofy, cheerful fellow called Hot Dog. Steve and the game make their way to Marduk's stronghold, Ironville. On the way, they get in a few tussles and make time to train. When they finally get to Marduk's utopia, they manage to infiltrate it by taking out and replacing a few guards and a couple brainwashed captives before they are eventually found out and captured by Marduk. Marduk takes Steve to meet Dr. Horatio, who is only pretending to be mind-controlled at this point, and later reveals that his daughter is also being held captive. Hmm... Marduk forces the team to take part in Mortal Kombat, which culminates in Steve taking on the Optimus, Marduk's manliest man. Despite being up against a larger foe, Steve takes down the Optimus, making him the Optimus Prime. But wait! Marduk refuses to accept defeat and forces Steve to take the mind control potion and defeat his friends. Steve willingly accepts the serum, but it has no effect because his power is over 9,000. He forces Marduk to release the people, but he unleashes them on Team Chase while he runs away. In the end, Marduk gets blown up by his own men. Steve saves the Doctor by blocking a bullet with a stand of some sort, and it's all laughs to the finish. Oh, and Candy? She was a government agent the whole time, but naturally, Steve already knew that the whole time. <laughs> oh, boy. I remember seeing that movie when I was a kid. I might have been I might have been 11 years old. Um, it came out in 81, which means when, but by the time I saw it, it was 82. And I just turned, I probably just turned 11. And I was, I enjoyed it, man. I, and Fly, Fly, Gypsy, and Gorilla were my favorite characters, man. And I remember that to this day. I've always remembered that, that movie. And it wasn't until I brought it up to you guys that, I felt I needed to go and watch it. Yeah. But mistakenly, I suggested uh, Killer Be Killed. Killer Be Killed. Yeah, which I came, I think came before this. And mm -hmm. ironically, they're not, it's Killer, 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 Kill, and Kill Again is not a sequel. Yeah. See, well, I was wondering about that. I thought it was. I thought it was as well. But in then in reading, I, I tried to watch Killer Be Killed, and it seems like a similar type premise like steve is he's still steve but not steve chase he's right. steve something else mm -hmm. and he's taking on a more like nazi-ish and he's like Fashion, part of some yeah, weird so. dojo uh -huh. of like assassins yeah i, I kind of got through it but i didn't really remember what was happening <laughs> yeah i i as well did the extra credit and went back and watched the uh first one just just to see what was going on and because i'm like this movie opens with them recruiting people so were they all in the first one and no the first one seemingly has nothing to do with this but that's the thing that's interesting Raphael, is because when you brought this up to us you brought forward a sequel or what we thought was a sequel right and apparently there was going to be a third one made yeah, as well but then the studio went bankrupt yeah but so your childhood with this movie, I mean, 
what is it about this movie that hooked you? Was it like you mentioned the fly or, you know, what I, I, I'm trying to wrap my mind around this movie. I mean, we haven't even jumped into this movie, but right, I, mean, I right. have no history with it. So, I mean, this is kind of the lead up to it. I don't think Colin has any history with it. So it's like, this is all you. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I think it was, well, I, I should say, I feel like it was this thing of, Literally, a dude was asked to do something, and he went around and got all the his friends who he could count on that were like superheroes. Yeah. And at that time, there was there. I liked superheroes. I liked the, the the comics and the cartoons. And there was nothing on television at that time that you could watch. I think Spider Man might have been like uh, the one with Nicholas. Uh, what is Nick? Uh, Nicholas Hammond who played Spider-Man, was the only thing that came on at that time, and it was random. Oh, and wow. And Incredible That's... Hulk, I want to say Incredible Hulk was at the time. So I had this thing for comic books. And when yeah. when, when Steve Chase went around to round up his his crew, those guys were like superheroes, man. They had, they had powers, man. And, you know, you got a guy who can float across the floor. As silly as it was when I watched it as an adult, yeah. as a kid, it was – it was mind-blowing. The guy floated in. He came in. He disappeared. He could play with his feet. He could do things with his feet. He climbed up and down walls. And they could all fight. They all had, like, these specific skills to take on. I don't know if you guys remember, if I'm not mistaken, they only had one big group fight. Other than that, it was one of them fighting five guys at a time. Yeah. It was taking yeah, I was going to say, it's a... Uh... Like I have two questions, I guess, about this movie. I'm I'm not very versed in like old school martial arts movies, like Bruce Lee and like and like those types of movies. You know, and South uh, Africa, where all the best kung fu movies and, come from. Uh, yeah, and so I was kind of <laughs> like, I was first trying to like figure out like, is this movie? It seemed very like Roger Corman to me. You Ooh. know, like like cheaply made on purpose. And like I was trying to figure out, is it a parody or is it in the vein of like, is it would it be like in step with like Bruce Lee? Interesting, you say that, man, because I recently had a conversation with someone. You know, amidst everything that has been going on for the for the, for the past five years, really strong for the past five years with cultural uh, cultural appropriation and things like that. I remember when Kung Fu came out, the movie Kung Fu with Carradine. Mm-hmm. And he played, he was a white man who played an Asian dude. Yeah. Right? And then you had Bruce Lee, who was kind of like, I'm, I'm saying this to be funny, but he was like exiled from China because he was, he came to America to be this, this Kung Fu dude. And they weren't feeling what he was doing with, with Kung Fu teaching it to Americans. And it was really big. Jim Kelly, um, uh, who else? Jim Kelly, David Carradine, Chuck Norris. All these white men, all these guys in America were taking up Kung Fu and getting jobs being Kung Fu teachers. And so within all of that, you have South America who now have all of these Kung, major Kung Fu teachers and like prestigious actors now after that who had become these, the, the go-to for Kung Fu. And it just, it put this thing in my, in my head about how everything was was free for the taking at that time. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and the movies were made. So I don't think it was campy. I think they thought they had something. So, yeah, that, like, because it takes itself very serious. Over here, let's make our own kung fu flick. 
And again, at that time, I thought it was a great story. There's a problem. I'm going to go round up all my boys, and we're going to go kick some ass. And then when you look at Enter the Dragon, Bruce Lee did the same thing. He yeah. rounded up some cats. <laughs> or should I say, it was, it was called upon all of the best kung fu fighters to go over there in, in, uh, in a tournament to do some undercover FBI work or whatever, right? So it was kind of same same kind of premise, only... South Africa doesn't have the budget as America, so it came out to be a campy looking film. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love me I love me a movie that's all about like assembling a super team. Yeah. There's there's like so many, but I none of them are coming to my mind right now. But I mean that's even a common a common trope that you see today and I'm always down for it. Yeah. <laughs> well, well now one question. Uh have you are you familiar with Bakaru Bonsai? Yes. Because we have done that one on this show as well as like this random request that we got. And so I'm just wondering because I get some real Buckaroo Bonsai vibes from this movie as well. Hmm. And uh, how do you feel about the Buckaroo Bonsai movie? I actually enjoyed Buckaroo Bonsai. If I remember correctly, I can't remember the guy who played, but I forgot his name. But Peter he was Weller. Robocop. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I'm a fa- I was a fan of Peter Weller. And um, he also played, was he Was he in Naked Lunch as well? I uh, did. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I I remember. I I thoroughly enjoyed Peter Weller. Yeah. So I like Buckaroo Banzai specifically, yeah. for Peter Weller, and the you know the trip and journey that they went on was just part of what I thought the movie was about. And I don't remember. I don't remember too much about it, but I, I enjoyed Buckaroo Banzai, man. Yeah. Okay. I mean, well. I think I think if I had watched Kill and Kill again before watching Buckaroo Banzai, I would have definitely thought like they borrowed st- that. They borrowed a piece of Steve Chase for that character. <laughs> <laughs> they could have. Yeah. But I mean, I to your point about like now that you say like the first time I watched this movie, I was kinda like, eh, weird, stupid. <laughs> but the second time I watched it, I think I watched it more as if I was a child. Mm-hmm. And I definitely think I definitely think I would have loved this movie if I saw it when I was about like ten or eleven years old. Yeah, yeah. Like when you're when you're not caring about the fact that it's like, you know, weird. You're just getting to see somebody kick ass, and you're just getting to see all the martial arts and stuff. Like, yeah. I love Three Ninjas. I remember back in the day. Yeah. And, oh so. my god. And I mean, you are also well documented as a big Power Rangers lover as yeah, well. I yeah. Mean, yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's like, okay, yeah, this this could be Power Rangers. Well, let's officially jump into Kill and Kill again. Uh, can I can I say this real quick, Sean? Oh, you, sure. You have to also understand at that time, HBO was it was called Homebox Office was a big deal. That's with the little brown box and the you know thirteen keys, yeah. thirteen uh, cream color keys. Where when you got HBO, it was everything, mm-hmm. and you bet that was when you could see all the movies that were coming out or that were in the theater that were coming out. It was a big deal. So anything that you got a chance to see on HBO was a big deal. And yeah. I remember that was the, one of the feelings that I felt like, yo, we get to watch HBO. We're gonna watch this on HBO. And you went and talked to your friends about it. For those who didn't have HBO or a home box office then, you know, it was left up to their imagination. But you felt like somebody when you got a chance to see those movies and talk about them. I think, bless you, man. 
So I think like having a one up on everybody who didn't have that, you felt you felt stake in that movie. That was I think that's the other thing too that got me excited about that movie. Yeah. Well, and for anyone that wonders where they can find this movie if they want to, I I found it on Tubi. So I found it. On, it was it's on YouTube. Kill is it? Killer be killed then and kill and kill again are on YouTube. Okay. Well, okay, yeah, here we go. Directed by Ivan Hall, never heard of him. Produced by <laughs> Igor Cantor, never heard of him. And written by John Crowther, never heard of him. There we go. Now we're officially jumped into this movie. I got it right away. Like, that. that's the thing, is thanks to, to the fact that we watched Buckaroo Banzai, and, you know, mm. that was the immediate vibe I got off this, is I realized I wasn't in for a normal kung fu movie. And I love that, like... The whole opening of this movie is like a half hour of him gathering his people. (laughs) And and each gets their moment to like kick some ass against someone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, I liked that it just started off with him just randomly fighting people for like no apparent reason. No reason. No like he's, at, he's at this awards ceremony. It doesn't show how he got in the fight. It just shows that he's about to receive a karate or martial arts award, and he's in the midst of like a life or death battle. Yeah, <laughs> with, yeah. with zero explanation. I I, see, and that's the thing. I knew right off the bat is it's. I I just had to embrace this world. I knew yeah. that something was coming at me. I just had to accept it. But no, check this out though. I don't know if you guys noticed, but. Look at Steve, how dressed he was, the environment that he was in. He was, an ex- he was accepting an award. Yeah. And then he went around and rounded up a bunch of bums. My man couldn't pay a $2 rent. Another person was gambling cats and drinking and smoking and playing roulette for, for a couple dollars. Like, they were bums. Yeah, yeah. And he, but he knew that they, were, they had what it took to go and hunt this, hunt whatever he, go find this guy's daughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they don't. They don't really. Well, maybe they do, but it, it's kind of glossed over. But they don't really explain like the backstory. Like, it, it wasn't like uh, that's what I was hoping sl- the other one would be. There, 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 <laughs> there, there, there were times like, especially like, especially when he meets Gorilla at the at the tug tug of war pit, <laughs> yeah. where it like gave me Predator vibes. But it's like. They don't do the the extra to like explain like all the history that these people have and why they're why they're the the team to to beat. Yeah. But the other I I felt this more when I when I was watching Killer Be Killed and then I kind of had just accepted it by the time I watched Kill and Kill again, but I don't know if I'm impressed or if or if I'm bothered by the fact that like James Ryan is so scrawny. Like it's just it's just so different from today where it's like every action hero looks like they've gone on five cycles. Yeah, but to like to I get mean, beefed up. You know, Raphael brought up Enter the Dragon. I mean, you know, Bruce Lee is a sinewy dude, man. I mean, he's yeah. You know, it's just it's just so di- like it's so different from you're not used now. to it. It's, right, like, he's not he, Thor. Yeah, like he, even he, even Sha- like Shang Chi. Is the martial arts guy in Marvel, and even he is like pumped to the max. <laughs> yeah, True. right, right. Yeah, so I, 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 I don't know. I think my favorite introduction is Hot Dog. I, 
I, I, you know, <laughs> hot dog, hot dog hit me as something special. I didn't get how he was going to be an action hero out of this. A couple of them I understand, but hot dog, it's just he's the wild card. Yeah, yeah, agreed. But you need one of them. Everybody can't be super. Sure. <laughs> when everybody's super, no one is. You know where that line's from? Mm, no. The Incredibles. Uh, <laughs> I'm ashamed right. to say I've never watched that movie. Oh <laughs> man, you gotta watch it. That's a, that's another that's another story. But yo, you gotta watch it. But yeah, really, when everybody is super, no one is, and they all had something specific. I don't even think he was. Was he? Was he smart? Yeah, I was gonna say he kind of fills the role of like the weird, like I feel like he'd be the comms guy. He'd be the guy in the van, but or or he'd have to be the the weird like technical bombs guy. But he's not really either of those. He's just kind of the weird guy. Yeah, he, yeah, he's, he, he wants to gamble, shoot, and smoke all the time. Yeah, he instigates. Yeah, he he uh, he, he takes people's cigars and dips them in the in some sort of alcoholic beverage. Yeah, and and that's what he said. Hot dog. Hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that movie was so campy, man. But you know, again, it's part of a childhood. It's part of my childhood that I'll always remember. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, I, if, when you look at how things are set up now, um, as you mentioned about everybody being buff, everything seems to fill a stereotype. But back then, it was no stereotype. You came as you were. Mm -hmm. yeah. you, you either look like Bruce Lee or you look like Lou Ferrigno at the time. Because we remember when bodybuilders were called freaks and they did yeah. iron. And so yeah. you couldn't do anything. You couldn't fight. You could only lift weights. Athletes didn't look like that. You were only a bodybuilder. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so when you have those two extremes, every, everything is to be sleek, normal, and in shape. Steve Chase, right? Chuck Norris, uh, uh, Bruce Lee. But you can fight. Or you be like a muscle head and dumb and can't do anything. But now, yeah. apparently, somebody proved that you could do both. And that's an action yeah. hero. Action heroes have changed. One, one thing I found interesting about the actors of this movie was everyone in this movie kind of reminded me of someone, but that's not who it was. Like, mm. everyone reminded me of, like, some other actor. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, like this movie could have been easily remade. Yeah, like with with really famous people. <laughs> yeah, like Hot Dog could have been like John C. Riley or something, you know? <laughs> yeah, like... Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and Gorilla could have been played by Charles Dutton, who played Rock. Yeah, there you go. Right. Yeah, uh, like see, if I, yeah. Gypsy Billy was also one of those where he reminds me of that guy whose name I can't remember, but he's a, you know a different actor in a bunch of other movies. I like, know he, he was yeah. in he I want to say he was in Pumpkinhead. Pumpkinhead. I can't remember his name. Great actor. Great yeah. actor. Oh, see, I yeah. I think I, we're, we might be thinking of the same guy, and yeah, so yeah, he looks kind of like him, but not yeah, quite. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. you know, I, I will say this too, man. Um, I don't know South Africans' history other than, you know, whatever apartheid stuff was going on at a particular time. But I can say that there were some really significant um, actors. And when, okay, let me say this. When you look at America and things that come from America, America's very privileged in a certain way. So we have resources that a lot of countries didn't have. Mm -hmm. And the budget 
whatever they put into this budget, it looked like it was a really it considered a low budget. But the actors that they had access to were were well. Some of them were well trained. They were real actors. They were theater performers. They had some accolades behind their names, man. Which which you have to respect that uh, who they were and what they did for this movie was very was very important, man. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. It honestly didn't even like. I guess now that you're mentioning it, I it didn't really occur to me that this was a, a South African movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe it's just because Steve Chase seems so like the American archetype. Right, right, right. Exactly, man. Exactly. And there is a guy who I want to say at that time, too, he reminded me of David Carradine, man. He reminded me of Derek, David Carradine when I think about it. And again, that's that Kung Fu thing. Um, yes. There was something I was going to ask you guys about the, the, uh, the characters you watch kill him kill him be kill him be killed kill him yeah. be killed yeah did yes. you notice that those, it was a little bit of the same actors that was another reason why i thought it was a sequel some of them were the same flipping actors yeah i mean i, I felt i felt like the it was a very similar premise like no mind control but it's like you're still dealing with like a dictator yeah. and I, I didn't notice the same, but I'm not very good at that either. So. Yeah. And, then, and then it's called kill, kill, kill or be killed, kill and be killed, and only one person died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they had one killing, and it wasn't until, I don't know, man, it might have been like halfway through the movie, I remember. Did anybody die yet? And then at the end, dude blew up in the helicopter. Yeah. That was it. They fought all day. Some people got hit with bullets, you know, jumped out of helicopter air airplane, hit the ground running, and but nobody died until the helicopter explosion. Well, I I also got the feeling that they were trying to go for some sort of like James Bond vibe to with the title and with like even the opening credits where they had the silhouettes. Oh with the, yeah, <laughs> where he's doing like the kung fu moves and the, yeah. the, <laughs> the names are projected on the bodies. <laughs> <laughs> right. I didn't even think of that. I didn't even think of that. So yeah, I mean, you know, kill and kill again. I mean, that's very much like, you know, die another day or yeah, live and let die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, 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 right. Right, yeah. right. I, I, I want to say this too. Um, I know we're probably jumping way forward, but this guy they boasted about Steve Chase being this dude, right? Mm-hmm. And then at the end he blocks the bullet with like a, the bottom of a ashtray or something. I don't even know what it was. Yeah. If he had caught that in his teeth, yeah, I thought I thought for sure he was gonna just show up and no, like I would throw his it. hand yeah. out and catch it. <laughs> it. Just he yes. had the time to pick up, you know, like a a poker for a fireplace and knock out <laughs> a bullet. A bullet. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know what that thing was, but it when I saw it, I was like, I don't understand why that would be in a lab. No, <laughs> for real, like a doorstopper or something. Man, I, that was the the weirdest thing. But you know, it's it's at that time, technology and stuff was what it what they had access to, and it worked in their in their favor. But you know, as far as filmmaking is concerned, especially now, like I I made a few films, and um, I always watch directors and producers talk about 
If you want to make films, just go and do it. Yeah. You don't have to yeah. go to school. Tarantino says all the time, you don't have to go to school. You have to want it. And you watch enough movies over time, you can make it happen. And so watching that movie is one of, one of those things where, well, they made it happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can't be mad at them. They made it happen. They had a vision and they, we watched it and we're talking about it. It's, it created dialogue, which is the most, the ultimate about any kind of work. It creates dialogue. It did its job. Unfortunately, because I don't feel like, I feel like the creativity between, you know, the first movie being similar to, to this one. And we think it's confusing about being a, a sequel. Apparently, uh, and I recently found this out that they had bit American movies and and changed the name in in South Africa. Jaws was one of them, right? There was a couple other movies. I don't remember Jaws specifically, but I did not know that. And that's when they went bankrupt because they were they were being sued by these other major uh, by Jaws, uh, yeah. Like they, yeah, were the, they, were taking, they were taking Universal, Universal the yeah, Universal sued them, and they did it three or four times. And then after that, it was like, yo, they, they can't make any, they're not going to make any money. And then um, somebody got away with, with some money, apparently. Hmm. And that was it. That was it. Like, were they taking the, like, did they take Jaws and then release it as their, or did they do, like, a remake of it? It was, like, a weird remake, if I understand. Oh, okay. I the, the, the title was different. Um and they just did a, a remake, and then somebody said that they even took some of the pieces from Jaws and put it in the movie they made. Because uh, we discovered, like, when we were doing uh, There's Something About Mary, like, I discovered anyways that, like, Bollywood does that a lot with American films where they, they kind of, they'll either make a remake, like a Bollywood version of it, or in the case of There's Something About Mary, they kind of, like, took the premise and then unfolded it in like this other story that was happening. <laughs> yeah. What were you guys favorite parts about the movie? You know, and <laughs> I can say a thousand times as weird as it was, there were, there, there were some great parts that you will remember. They're unforgettable moments. Did you guys have any? Well, I, I appreciated that they were definitely going for laughs. There, there was definitely a lot of things that were just silly. And you you can tell that they knew it was silly. Like the exploding champagne bottle. You know, like just stuff like that. And and the the relationship between the, uh, the pink-haired chick, I don't remember her name, and Murdoch, right? Or Marduk, sorry. Marduk, yeah. Marduk, yeah. Yeah, I, I just, I, I like how, you know, she's always, you know, sweetie pieing him and all that sort of stuff. And, <laughs> you know, like, I just, I love that you have this villain that's also, like, just, you know, I don't know, pussy whipped for what? Right, right, right. right. <laughs> but, but just, yeah, you know, I, I like a funny villain. They don't all have to be Bond villains. Sometimes it's nice to have Dr. Evil, you know? Yeah, right, 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 right. So if he was making, he was making vodka mind control, right? Because that's what, isn't vodka made out of potato or something? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's yeah. Potato he was, fuel. He was making everybody super drunk to tell them what to do, to manipulate them, right? What else was he making in there? Yeah. <laughs> There's something about the fact that, it, I don't know why, that it was made from potatoes that I thought 
was just funny <laughs> right in general right. my one of my favorite part of the movie was probably when steve goes to recruit gorilla because i don't know tug of wars are always funny to me but i just thought it was hilarious that after gorilla takes down like five guys then all of a sudden he like steve he looks up and like steve is there with just like his bicep <laughs> like rope wrapped around and, and this like massive dude is struggling with this tiny little guy <laughs> right I yeah i mean i i just had to lean into all the silliness like yeah. I, and i i like it, it was it was kind of a terrible movie but it was it amazing was. at was. the same time like where where steve like astral projects himself to the fly and you know starts floating <laughs> like what's going on i don't care it's awesome you know no for real for real (laughs) and if if you look you can see how how the fly is like served up on a a pizza pie uh a baker thing you see that sticking out from underneath him the oh yeah no i I did not like a pizza just sitting there but man, it, it was it was uh, I, there was there was very specific things I remember as a kid that made me always remember that, and it, it was the fly, and uh, fly gypsy, and um, what's the other dude's name? Gorilla. Like I said in the beginning, it was just something about them that really stood out, man. As much as Steve was the main character, I thought he was typical and boring. Yeah, I mean he was he was just like a rip off of of Bruce Lee and. Uh, he was a stereo, stereotypical um, superhero, or, or should I say leading person, but it was the other guys because I, I like being curious about things. And I was curious, like you said earlier, Sean, um, you didn't have any backstory. So I, I wanted to know what their backstory was. How did Steve get so famous doing what he was doing and these other guys are living out of a bus, living on a trailer, like working some BS construction job? Like what happened? Yeah. I felt not like the, and I think in the end, I just decided this is the point of the movie. But for a while, it bothered me that Steve was so like all powerful. Like he never has a moment of like, you know, danger. Like he always kind of is able to like beat everybody. He struggles with the Optimus like a little bit. Yeah. But, you know, he still comes back pretty hard and puts him down. Mm-hmm. And I thought. I would have, I mean, I don't think it's the point of this movie, but I thought it would have been a value add to this movie if the serum had worked on him and the team did have to fight him to bring him yeah. back back around. Good right? point. Like, it just, I, like, I thought that was such a cool turn in the movie. And then when he's just like, they're all surrounded, he's like, just got gotcha and just like goes full human spear. I was like, oh man, come on. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's a good point, Colin. That would have been that would have been fly. And that is why there should have been a redo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I think I think it also would have given the it would have solid, like also helped to I don't know, maybe make the relationship of the team resonate a little more. Like because it never really feels like Steve needs them. He assembled them all for whatever no, reason. Exactly. But he never really it never really comes across like he needed them for everything because they infiltrate the place virtually without issue. Like, you know, Gorilla has a little mishap, but 
Well, you he know, definitely it's... doesn't need candy cane. He makes that clear. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he definitely doesn't need her. <laughs> and so I just thought it would have been like, oh, like, no, these guys are important. They're not just the sidekicks. Like, right. they yeah. had some level of, like, need in the story. Yeah, that that that's why you need... Uh, you know, someone to be the explosives guy. You need Hot Dog mm-hmm. to be the explosives guy or the guy in the chair. Yeah. Right, right. I, I, I think my favorite scene, actually, like, the more I think about it, is probably the one where they're sitting around playing poker when the guys parachute in. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. and they're just playing poker and, like, tossing, uh, tossing the nunchucks over to Steve. And, you know, it's just... <laughs> let steve do it all yeah, and like they always have the line and gorilla keep playing <laughs> yeah and they always have the line at the end where it's like hey thanks for the help you know like i figured you had it you know it's the same when steve just sits there and watches gypsy billy fight down all the guys in the junkyard like <laughs> but yeah yeah i liked at the end when candy like i don't know <laughs> but it's just like Steve has so many moments like this where where somebody goes to bear their soul, like and he's like, "Don't worry." He's like, "Just don't worry about it." I knew the whole time, like whatever. <laughs> like he's just like, is he God? Yeah. <laughs> what was that? What was the opening line that set him up with the? Uh, Damn, I can't remember. You guys might be able to help me here. Uh, the 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 woman says something to him, and he goes, "I don't have a room." Oh, uh, yeah, that's because uh, they're going to charge all the damages to his room. Yeah, I don't yeah. have a room. I don't have a room. That oh. There was something about that line. At one point, I was like, Yo, what? what? That didn't even make no sense. And then the other thing was like, okay, this is the kind of person he is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's just going to go to her room. <laughs> yeah. Like Six Million Dollar Man, Steve Austin always gets the girl. James Bond always, always gets, gets the girl. The girl yeah. That 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 they should they should just let him go to the room and we see what happens when they're in the room. Yeah, um, yeah I feel like Steve's mo is he gets the girl, but it's very clear he doesn't need the girl. He do it himself. <laughs> and I also like. I didn't like when when Candy's little secret is revealed. Her whole arc in this story makes no sense. None. Like, no sense at all. Like, if you were just a government agent, then why didn't you just do everything he said you to do? Right. Like, why would you be rushing in? I don't yeah. know. Strange. For a moment, I thought the dude had two daughters or something, but he was like... I, think- I thought, yeah, I thought, again, that would have been a better... Like, this was, like, his long-lost daughter that he never knew about <laughs> or something like that, you know? There you go. Right. Um, you know what, Two Men reminded me. I thought about it. Um, this was this was way later, of course, but I felt like that movie, those characters were were Thundercat characters. Like, oh, yeah. Like, um, what's my man's name? Uh, um, Lionel. Yeah, that was Steve Chase. <laughs> Panthro was Gorilla, and then Gypsy was was what's the other one? There's Tigra, Chitara. Yeah, there was there was no there was no woman. We, I mean, we could say we could say um, Candy was one of them, but you know that's just Wy- Wiley Kit and Wiley Cat. <laughs> yeah, they were all, they were all there. They were all there, man. Man, I know I know more about Thundercats than I thought. <laughs> all all their names just came rush, rushing back. Right, to right, me. right, right, right. <laughs> uh. 
we didn't really like what what's your take on Marduk as a as well, a villain? Okay, so his his beard is fake, right? It, I don't know. It looks it looks like glued Velcro. on. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, what made you think that? It just it looks glued on. It does not look real. <laughs> it probably is glued on. Yeah. Oh, let me look, let me see if I can find his uh his character. <laughs> find an image of him. The actor reminded me I for a second I thought he was a very young uh you know the guy Adam from Baldwin. Mr. Deeds? Oh. No, the guy from Mr. Deeds like John Chubbs? No. Oh. Oh. No. Carl uh, Weathers? No, no, not Carl Weathers. Uh, what's his Mr. name? Deeds. Hold on. Chubbs. Oh, the the guy who's like kind of on his side but is part of the company. Ah. The older dude. Yeah, I know which guy you're talking about. Yeah. I see it here. Abe Lincoln style. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, er- Eric of Eric of Arvis, Avaris. The, he uh, plays Cecil in Mr. Deeds. Oh, okay. Yeah. I felt like Marduk looked like a young that guy. Got you. <laughs> Got you. Yeah, I don't see his, I don't see a picture of him anywhere. Man. Hmm. I wanted to see who that character was was actually. Uh, who was the other guy? Horatio was he? Was that the father? Horatio was the father, right? Horatio was the father. Yeah, Doctor Horatio yeah. Kane. I love that name though. <laughs> Horatio. Yeah, I love that the whole Horatio Kane. It, it sounds it sounds powerful. Like he he means something. <laughs> It, but see, that sounds like a better villain name, though. Racial K? Yeah. Okay, yes. I give you that. I give you that. True. <laughs> True indeed. Racial Kane sounds like like a hard-boiled detective. Racial <laughs> Kane. Hold on, man. That's a Horatio Kane, P.I. <laughs> That's what I think. <laughs> like you should be on Law and Order or something. <laughs> Hold on, man. I'm gonna say so. Hold on, wait, Horatio. Or you need like Horatio, Horatio Kane the Third. You hit that right on the nose, my man. Horatio Kane is a fictional character and protagonist. Uh, on yeah, <laughs> yeah, David Caruso. I was they like, named oh this dude <laughs> <laughs> the same thing. I was like, I was like, I knew that was familiar. <laughs> They named Sun- the same dude. They must have. Yo, they must have been the a fan. They must sunglasses have been off and again. squat. What? They no one would ever see that movie. <laughs> yo. Oh man. <laughs> Caruso is Horatio. <laughs> no, no. This is this is where we flip the whole thing. This is the doctor's son. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there he he moved to he moved to Miami. Now to fight crime after his father's <laughs> situation. That's hilarious. I wonder. Uh, I mean, it's a different spelling of Kane, but yeah, yeah. But like, there's no that name is. I feel like somebody you don't just come up with that name. Somebody had to like be a fan of Killing Killigan. <laughs> but I've never I've never heard. I don't think I've heard Steve Chase. Um, but yeah, I don't think a, I've heard Steve Chase before. Yeah, it's a good superhero name, though. I it mean, is. Yeah. Yeah, it's up there with the Steve Rogers and the Peter Parkers of the world. Oh, right on, right on. Steve Chase. Yeah, I can get with that. Steve Chase. I can get with that. Yeah, Human Torch could be Steve T- Chase, you know? Like, that's that's the kind of name he has. 
what else, man? What else about that? Well, I do have to say that I I like a uh, hot dogs Budweiser hat, Colin. <laughs> you know, you know why you I like do. his yeah. <laughs> How's this for a segue? I think it's time for Sponsorship Corner! <laughs> you, you don't say. <laughs> you don't say. When, when I bring something up out of the blue, it's because I have no other way in. Uh, always on the lookout for product placements in movies. This week, Kill and Kill Again is brought to you by Budweiser, Michelob, Bush and Natural Beers, Nanza and Arctic Lights Alcohols, Bedford Trucks, McCormick Tractors, Mercedes, Land Rover, and Porsche Vehicles. And this has been Sponsorship Corner. There were actually a few, so maybe that's where they got their six fifty grand from. Uh oh, possibly, possibly. <laughs> Something tells me that this movie was made outside of the realm of sponsorships, where they were just kind of like willing to, before people were really litigious about that sort of thing. Yeah, true indeed, true indeed. Which means, which which is the reason why they had to throw the explosive champagne bottle behind the rock in the woods out of a hotel room window with no one around. <laughs> oh, man. I just... It, it, it gave me, like, Inspector Gadget vibes when it's just, like, the champagne bottle that explodes. I don't know. It, just, it was silly. I loved Larry. it. Larry. It was great. I kind of felt like... It, maybe because there are more about the martial arts, they should have had more, like, gorilla using his super strength. It shocked me at the end when he was able somehow to hold a helicopter blade blade back <laughs> for such a long period of time. Yeah. Oh my god. But it's like other than that and the and the the tug of war, it's like you never see him like just punching guys and then flying, you know, twenty feet away. Now I I have to say though, that is such a tiny helicopter. Like it is. It's also like are its gas cans literally on the exterior? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. That, that, that's I don't it's like a, a couple bullets in that thing just lit up. <laughs> you know, another thing that's impressive is that Steve Chase can do all those martial arts in like his high-heeled '70s boots. I, I was impressed with that. <laughs> Oh man! Oh man! He was kicking. He was kicking butt, man. He was kicking butt. Uh, the other um, thing I I felt about this movie probably five minutes in is like massive credit to whoever, whoever the foley artist is because like the sound the sound effects in this movie are just you know a mile a minute. <laughs> What what uh what part specifically? Like I would say basically any part like well in the first part when they're when they're when he's fighting all the guys at the awards ceremony, it's just like 
I don't know. I don't know why. Like, I know there's fully work in modern day movies, but you just don't notice it as much. But in older movies, it's like the punch where it's like a very specific, like, whoosh, 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 like, and and all the all the kicks are like it's so it's so pronounced yes yes it's it's the car i always always think about it as a cartoon character falling off a cliff yeah i was gonna say i think exactly the same way yeah i feel like there's an episode of uh like animaniacs maybe that has stuck in my brain for my entire life because the whole premise of Animaniacs is like behind the scenes of Warner Bros. Studios. Yeah. But there there is a scene where the the Warners go behind some martial arts movie and it shows this guy like like hitting a hitting a carpet to make all the things and I'm always like Right. Now every time I watch an older martial arts or action movie and I hear the the fully punch effects, that's all I think about. Yeah. Right. Speaking of Foley, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know how old you guys are, but I'm 52, so there's a lot of things that <laughs> growing up I noticed and remember as a kid. Movies, I just, I just love movies. There was a movie called Blowout. John Travolta was was a was a Foley guy. He did Foley for films. Okay. While he's out one night, he's I think he's recording like the the, the atmosphere, and he hears Blowout. A car tire in the background. As he continues to investigate this sound in the foley he's recording, he realizes there's a gunshot before the car actually the, the tire blows out. And now he finds himself caught in a situation to run from the person who actually shot the tire out to kill this person. Very interesting, interesting movies. You guys want to dive into that one day? Just not even for the show, but just to check it out. Yeah. Okay. Um, Cool. But it's a it's a it's about a foley, a foley situation. Huh. Yes. Huh. Yeah. I I was noticing the crystal clear glass breaking. That that was one of the ones that really jumped out at me. Is in the junkyard fight with with Gypsy Billy. Is the the, the shattering of the windows in the trucks. Hmm. Yeah. It was. It sounded like a plate breaking or something like that. <laughs> Very sharp and crystal clear. And you only need one of them, and you can set that up for the whole movie. Same glass break. <laughs> that's yeah. right. It was only that's all he had in the budget. One glass break. We can't break another one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a reason why the Wilhelm scream shows up everywhere. It's, <laughs> why not? Right. Free scream. Man, I, I I do I do like the '80s machismo of of steve chase like with, with how he acts with candy cane because you know we we got things like him booping her nose at one mm. point mm. you need someone to stay with the car that's a very important job and then he like boops her nose like he's just he's he's so macho he's so 80s macho <laughs> yeah i love like another one of my favorite scenes was when they are like on the road to ironville and the uh that like van of guys comes and Steve oh, asked them, asked them if they know how to get there, and he's like, they try to ward him off. He's like, oh, now I'm very interested. He's <laughs> just like, like and then even when the guy like backhands him, I I don't remember what his response is, but it's just like, yeah, he's just he's just alpha male to the max. 
Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Before, I feel like, well, no, Arnold Schwarzenegger, I guess. Could have kind of been around, <laughs> out around this time, but I'm like. Steve Chase, I feel like, is. He's somewhere between, like, Clint Eastwood and, like, Bruce Willis. <laughs> I, I I get the David Carradine thing. I mean, <laughs> but I don't know about that. You know who he really reminds me of? Josh. Josh Blum. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, kind of. I mean, he Josh. Josh seems a little bit more modest. Than <laughs> oh man. I just think he looks like him. I don't know. Oh man! <laughs> maybe maybe Josh has been has been uh, like crafting his whole persona to. I mean, right now I've seen on his social media all like he's doing all this martial and arts. Stuff. And yeah. And stuff. yeah. <laughs> oh man! Uh, oh my, uh, the the uh. Oh. There's so much to say. There's so much. Anyway, I, I also do have to apologize to you guys. I've I've been the past couple of days, past week, I guess I was working in New York. And then um, today I had an early day and a long day and I drove back from New York and I came home and sat and then got got with you guys. So, you know, I'm a little stale right now. Oh no, no, oh, you're no, not no. at all. <laughs> you're definitely not. No, I, I'm trying to think of what the uh, there. There was something else that I thought was absolutely hilarious. I I had thought of it at one point, and now I can't find it in my notes to remind me. That's all. Um, it, it was. I know my thing was about the Goon Squad. I think. I think. They were called something. They were called something I thought was interesting. Oh man, the. the... <laughs> Core. Ground Corps. Was it? What's it? Was it their Imperial Ground Corps or something? Oh, I, I don't oh. remember. <laughs> they just show up and like all. And for a moment, I remember having to rewind that scene because I was looking. I was like, "What the hell did all these blue shirts come from?" There was a lot of blue shirts, man. And these guys, they went to town on them. You you just reminded me what I was thinking of. The other thing I thought was hilarious was when they all got their disguises. And, and <laughs> yes. yes, right. And, and Gorilla has ripped through his, but he's still yes. wearing the sleeves. And <laughs> hilarious, hilarious. And there was no there was no other black people in it. So why did he thought the disguise <laughs> would work for him? was beyond me that's true i guess so yeah. we, have, we, have, we have no black people in the imperial ground corps where does this dude come from they needed a recon guy then maybe steve would have told gorilla to stay back with the car <laughs> you know for real for real <laughs> or 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 the uh the unforgettable everybody put the gear on and we handcuff him and take him in like we just found we just found this gorilla black man walking in the woods, and he's up to something. We're bringing right. him in. You got to Chewbacca him. That's you got to who? Chewbacca him. Oh yeah, so that, that, that's how they. That's how they get Princess yeah, Leia. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, they didn't even do that, man. They just put him in them tight ass clothes. It was like, let's get it. <laughs> to your previous point, like about them not actually killing anybody, 
despite the movie's title. If they had killed that one guard, they would have just made it out scot-free. <laughs> because they just knock him out and then he shows up five minutes later awake <laughs> and like, oh, I recognize you people. <laughs> oh, I got a question. I, I remember when they were about to shoot, did they, they didn't shoot Steve up, right? They didn't, like, they didn't inject him. No, they did give him an they, injection. They yeah, but he had but the he's antidote. Just... He was given the antidote by Dr. Horatio. I, oh. I, I thought that I don't remember that for some reason, but I yeah, I missed that. I... He was about to get the shot, and someone stopped the shot. They had him. They had him in control. They were about to give him the shot, but someone blocked it. No, no, because they they give him the shot because then he pretends for a second to be under his control, and then kicks some ass. Oh, I I didn't realize he got the antidote. I thought he was just so powerful. <laughs> Oh no no! Like yeah, I, no, I it, thought I thought he just like you know had his super karate mindset that he was able to just burn burn out any any mind control as it came in. Well, I mean, if if you want to remember it that way, go ahead because that works too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh this movie. Wow. <laughs> I will say, I would be so open to somebody remaking this series like yeah. i i think i think the character i like the character of steve chase and especially if you go hard in the comedy like that it took me two watches to figure out is this meant to be funny or is it like super serious yeah and then i decided it was probably meant to be funny yeah and then and then i was just like i would love a remake of this movie that had like andy samberg as as steve chase and <laughs> You know, like <laughs> I don't know. You get like all, like those those like SNL guys, like Pete Davidson is hot dog. Like get all these dudes. Like <laughs> that's a, that, that could absolutely work. That's a movie right there. That could absolutely work. I thought I saw um, someone do some uh, killer be killer be killed documentary or something out of uh like like modern day something they might have adopted the name for some um fight club world but you could probably and i'm gonna look into this just because you could probably reach out to the writer director of this if they're still alive and and buy buy the rights to this for like 50 bucks <laughs> yeah that would be that would be great to buy for 50 bucks stephen king i think he I think he options his stories to to future filmmakers for a dollar for a certain. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard that. Yeah, so they can uh, they can make a film if they want it based on his his stories, which is really dope. But I'm gonna find that out, man. I buy the rights to this, and maybe one of these days I'd have an opportunity to remake it my way. <laughs> nice, cool. You can make him a breakdance fighter. That would be my dream come true. <laughs> that would be somebody's trick, right? That's somebody's trick. Exactly. Well, you know, I, I, I think I got to say, there we go. That is kill and kill again. Uh, I mean, what what better way to go out on? Well, now, Colin Raphael on IMDb, it scored a 4.8 out of 10, has a meta score of none listed on rotten tomatoes it has none listed on the tomato meter so like only audiences are writing this there's there's no critic rating so the audience rating is 43 percent 
uh, low numbers. That kind of sucks. But yeah. Colin, those are just numbers. Like getting kicked in the head by Steve Chase. Hit us with some reviews. <laughs> yeah, the reviews were pretty hard to come by. But <laughs> found a couple. The ones that I do have are all five stars. <laughs> I guess that, really. I, so I, th- I think the moral of this movie is that like you either if you if you've watched this movie, you probably sought it out for some reason and liked it. Uh, so the first one is, and also all the reviewers are unnamed anonymous Rotten Tomatoes reviewers. So they're all five stars. The first one is. Killing, killing, and more killing, and potato fuel, and mind-controlling drugs. The second, that's it? Yeah, that's, that's it. Oh, okay, okay. The second one is, the word kill appears twice in the title of this film. Sometimes I really think five stars just isn't enough. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last one is, oh, these are, all from, these are also all from 2007, by the way. Okay. Uh, the last one is, okay, I got to tell you that my rating isn't based on the actual merits of this film. In truth, it's a turkey, but it's one of the most enjoyable turkeys of my childhood. Awesome drive-in fodder. Anything that involves kung fu and a plot to rule the world with a mind control serum derived from potatoes has my vote. No. I found a few. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Here's a 7 out of 10. You just tell me what you guys want me to read. There's a 7 out of 10. There's a 10 out of 10. We need, we need to hear a 1. Is there any 1 out of 10s? See, there's a 10, 10. One of them even have a rating. It says, dude, like, this is some bad potato juice, man. <laughs> I can't believe I watched this entire movie, but I just couldn't stop. The main bad guy had a terrible fake beard. Ah, you're ah. right, Sean, who was kidnapped. Uh, oh, who has kidnapped the doctor that created a chemical from potatoes that hypnotizes people to be slaves. There's a chick with fire engine red dyed hair. The plot seems to have been written by a three-year-old. The funny parts are just plain painful. <laughs> guys <laughs> guys float somehow by using martial art techniques. The reminded, uh, this reminded me of an A-team episode of Stupid Pills. <laughs> interesting this movie although this movie was made by morons oh man it was entertaining so what does that make me watch out for evil potato <laughs> that's funny man six out of ten ten out of ten that didn't even have a a, a rating but most of these are pretty interesting here's a two okay. let's try it too <laughs> Uh, sort of, sort of sequel to Kill or Be Killed has slightly better production values, less intolerable that is, slightly less insane plot, potato juice mind control, sure, but not a single Hitler fantasy to be found. And the incredible tagline, he's not one of the best, he is the best. Despite not having a lovable dwarf henchman like the first production Chico, All right. <laughs> you, you are missed. This outing uh makes do with a main baddie meyer or mayor i don't know how to pronounce that uh who wears a fake beard and puts up with constant string of pet names given to him by his right hand woman a pink cosplayer called minerva ryan again plays a guy named steve steve chase to be exact it was previously so it was previously steve hunt gets involved in a bunch of amateurish fights blah 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 entirely awful but amusingly so at least 
one of Roger Ebert's guilty pleasure movies. Oh, got the Eeb. Steve, Steve Chase is a much better name than Steve Hunt. That's for sure. It is. It is. Yeah. Yeah, and, it is. I, mean, I mean, Roger Ebert, where's your where's your credit critic review to get that meta score there? <laughs> well, yeah. So I mean, overall, we've got an average of like four point, you know, mid forties. I, 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 Raphael, I'm gonna kick it over to you. What What did you think? You know, or you know. With what you did get to see on this viewing, I know you didn't get to kind of do sit down and do a whole viewing, but I mean, obviously this movie is just so ingrained in you, but, you know, give us kind of your final thoughts on this movie. Well, as a kid watching this movie growing up, man, again, it was one of those things where it was great to have HBO and watch whatever was given to us. And it, the characters reminded me of uh, a, a superhero rounding up his superhero squad to go fight something for the greater good of the world. But ultimately, you know, as an adult going back and watching this, it was a, a great attempt at, a, at an incredible movie, but unfortunately it just didn't, it just didn't do it for me the way I first saw it. I mean, yeah. um, I'm not gonna say that going back to watch it was a disappointment, it was definitely a, a returning to a moment of childhood, which got me excited for a moment. And, and some of the things I remembered were exactly how I remembered them. So it ingrained something in me mm -hmm. and my, my fantastical ideas of being a child in his fantastical world. And now as an adult in real life, that movie sucked, man. <laughs> <laughs> that movie sucked. But again, I, I give it, Right now, man, because of what it did for me, I would give it a six out of ten. Yeah, six out of ten. Colin, what about you? What What did you think of Kill and Kill Again? Hmm. I agree. It's not a great movie, yeah. but I think there's potential. Yeah. <laughs> like I think it's one of those things. Like it's not a good movie, and it's not even the type of movie where I think there was a better story. But I think, I think there's potential that. Like, if somebody really wanted to remake this now with, like, any thought to writing a good story for these characters, I think you could make a really funny, good movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I Like, mean... it kind of gives me, like, Tropic Thunder. Like, like that's that's where I think of it. Like, that that's the type of vibe I want to see in in that movie. Like, yeah. where you just... Like, I don't, I don't want to see the, the, like... The, like I don't want a movie that's like The Rock is Steve Jason. Like yeah. you know, you got all these badasses. Like I want to see the like funny guys yeah. being action heroes. Yeah, new version. Oh, uh, I know. Like I I like a poker game going on while the fight's going on behind my first royal flush, and I didn't cheat. I mean. <laughs> There, there were some great lines thrown in. Yeah, I mean, I, I echo the same thing that you guys say. Where for me, it's yeah, it's it's definitely not a good movie, but it's such an awesome movie. I mean, yeah. you know, like it's, uh, you know, it's a terrible movie, but you should go see it. Like you should yeah. go, you should see this movie once because, like, it's 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 fun. Yeah. It's yeah. it's it's silly fun. I give you that. I give you that. Yeah, like I'm glad for having watched it. Mm-hmm. 
Hey, you know, and, and thank you guys for being curious curious enough to take on my uh, suggestion. Yeah, <laughs> my recommendation. Well, and the one thing I definitely discovered after watching this and then going and watching the other one is I'm glad you were wrong because originally you <laughs> said you wanted to watch kill what what right. I don't even remember what killer it was. Kill, be killed. Killer be killed. You wanted to watch Killer be killed and then you corrected yourself the next day. You texted me and said, "Oh wait, I mean kill and kill again." Yeah, and so I'm glad that it wasn't the other one because I enjoyed this one. I didn't really enjoy the other one, and but this one, it it was fun. It's it's terrible, but it's fun, and you should see it. It is. Yeah, it is. It is. I I'm, I'll say this. It, um, there's a cartoon that used to be. It was called Mighty Heroes, and they were like dysfunctional heroes, uh, superheroes, and stuff. But it was a really really great cartoon. It's silly, but when they became heroes. It was great. So if you get a chance to check out the Mighty Heroes, do that. And this movie could have been what the Expendables was. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Round up all the great and go fight crime. That's it. That right on. Well, there we go. That is kill and kill again, and that's our show for this week. Oh man, a huge thank you to our guest Raphael Xavier. Thank you for bringing this to us. This was such a fun talk. Thank you both for having me, man. And, and great to meet you, man. Great yeah. to meet you, yeah. Sean and Kyle. And, Appreciate uh, you. And I hope I, I get to meet you guys again sometime, maybe in real life. Cyberspace is real easy. So anytime you got questions, reach out. And if I got questions or suggestions, I'm telling Yeah, and speaking of cyberspace, I know I follow you on Instagram. So if you want to tell people to where to find you, see you doing your stuff, go ahead, drop your handles here. You can find me at the real Rafael Xavier. It's R-A-P-H-A-E-L-X-A-V-I-E-R. And my my short film page is Swerve the Movie. And my music page is the Zav Official, T-H-E-X-A-V Official. Thank you guys, man. Right on. No, thank you. Oh, yeah, man. Thank you. Yeah. If you like that show, one thing you can do to really help us out on the business end is, well, just tell people, share our posts. Uh, you know, word of mouth is the lifeblood for a podcast trying to get noticed in that huge sea of content out there. Or go to whatever app you listen to your podcast on and give us some stars. Five of them is better. You know, it doesn't matter what you say. Just give us a review and some stars. It just helps drive us up the charts and helps us get noticed. Or you can be a producer of the show if you want to donate to us and go over to patreon.com slash I used to like this one. Become part of our Patreon community. And by being an executive producer, you get a shout out just like Joshua Blum of the 13th Hour Podcast. Please go to our website, www.iuselectthisone.com, where you can find links to all our podcast episodes and social media pages. Drop us a line at iuselectthisone at gmail.com and let us know what movies you used to like, and then maybe you'll find us talking about them on the show. I Used to Like This One is created by, hosted by, and produced by Sean Wells and Colin Stewart. It is edited by Sean Wells, music by Lyndon Carter. Look for his band, Carter and the Capitals, anywhere you listen to music. And if you want to hear more from me and my stories of being a bus driver, check out my other podcast, In Front of the Yellow Line, anywhere pods are cast. Thank you for listening, and join us next time when we take a look at another movie on I Used to Like This One.
I said, now you're going to make me watch it again. Like, I, I, I watched a little bit of it because my thing ran out. I, I order it, and then you got, like, a day to watch it or something, or two days to watch it. So I've been gone for, what was I gone? I was gone for three weeks the first time I came back because I didn't actually know when we were going to set everything up. And then so I was in Pittsburgh, it ran out. I got it again before I came just in case. And then it ran out again. So I only watched a little bit of it. Um, but little things are, are in, in my head. What was I going to say about, about that? Um, oh, man. I can't remember. I can't remember. <laughs> Happens all the time. <laughs> uh, oh, my, uh, the the uh, oh, the see, see, I did it too. 